0: Well, it sounds like science fiction, but scientists have found a way to make electricity from air. Let me repeat that. Scientists have found a way to make electricity from air. Australian researchers uh, have discovered that a particular enzyme is crucial in the process. It's nicknamed Huck HUC. It breaks the bonds of the hydrogen molecule, creating an electron flow, otherwise known as electricity. Now, Professor Greg Cook is a microbiologist from the University of Otago. He's one of the co-researchers of this project. Welcome to RN Drive, Professor. Oh, thank you very much. Great to be here. I know you're at the airport, so I know it's a bit noisy yeah, there. Yeah, but you just can hear it behind me. Tell me about this huck. It's a bacteria that lives in soil. What does it do normally? Why does it need to consume hydrogen in an ordinary setting?
1: So I mean these these enzymes have been around for hundreds of millions of years in the, in the bacteria that inhabit many environments on our planet and basically these enzymes have evolved for these bacteria to be able to capture hydrogen from the atmosphere which is at extremely low concentrations and they and they basically figured out that they could use this hydrogen as an energy source to basically power their persistence in all these different environments so You know, evolution has solved the problem for these microbes living in these environments. And we were just lucky enough to discover this activity. And obviously, it has huge implications for um, renewable energy sources, um, given the crisis that we're
0: facing. So is it true that we didn't even know about this process until this Nature uh, paper was published? We had no knowledge at all that this was happening?
1: Well, we, we, we knew for fifty years that there must have been organisms out there that were removing seventy million tons of hydrogen from the atmosphere. And we knew that soils had an activity that were doing this, but you know, ten years ago, um, Chris Greening, who's who's really the you know, the, the lead author in all of these in this work, was able to basically show that there was a bacterium in the soils that was actually capable of oxidizing atmospheric hydrogen and then we were to We were able to then basically isolate the enzyme responsible for that. And really, the rest is history. Um, And what we also found was that this activity was widespread in many, many different environments. You know, Antarctica, desert soils, volcanic soils, you know, seawater, just anywhere where atmospheric hydrogen is able to penetrate, bacteria are there capturing this energy from the atmosphere,
0: when it comes to the scalability of this research, I mean, how much energy uh, in terms of output are we talking? What could it power? Uh, this this process power in terms of household energy needs or or, or or domestic energy needs more broadly.
1: Well, ultimately, we're we're at a situation where we can take a you know a, a protein, an enzyme, and use that to convert hydrogen into electricity. I mean, obviously, the bacteria that are doing this are doing this on a, on a micro scale, but. You know, if we, if we can produce this protein at scale and obviously increase the amount of hydrogen that we give to this enzyme, then, you know, we could use this to generate hydrogen fuel cells, which then could be used, you know, as batteries to power electrical devices. So it's, it's all about scale. I mean, how far can we actually scale this technology? So obviously the discovery has just been made. We've got the, the paper in Nature, which provides the molecular blueprint that now basically tells us exactly how this enzyme is able to pull hydrogen at extremely low concentrations from the atmosphere and convert that to energy. So, you know, the platform's there and it's just about how quickly now can we advance this technology into hydrogen fuel cell.
0: So so on that, in terms of how quickly this can be scaled, what are we talking about in terms of cost? How much does it cost to isolate the enzyme and how much would it cost to scale up to a point where it does make a significant difference, perhaps even say power a home or a city even? Yeah.
1: Well, if we think about conventional hydrogen fuel cells right they very they use a very uh, rare metal in, in the earth's crust which is you know platinum i mean that's an expensive process that metal is limited so now what we actually have is an unlimited supply of a protein that can actually be, do the same reaction we also don't need to put water into this reaction so you no know, valuable drinking water is saved. so yeah i mean you know probably in the next five to ten years we'll be in a position to see if we can actually scale this and you know we start small but I think we always need to be thinking big. I mean, this, this is a technology that's not going to replace solar, wind or hydro, but it's certainly going to synergize with those activities. So I think it's a fantastic start. I mean, you know, bacteria solved this problem for hundreds of millions of years. Um, we've, in the last 10 years, found out how they do it, and now we can exploit this to, to um, generate
0: Electricity. One of the other uses for the Huck enzyme is a bioelectric sensor for detecting hydrogen leaks. Could you talk me through why that's so important? I mean, no doubt detecting leaks is, but where, where does it, where do you see that role for this enzyme?
1: Well, because this enzyme is able to detect hydrogen at such extremely low concentrations, much lower than any biosensor we currently have, then obviously this, this is crucial because we can use this to detect hydrogen, whereas situations where it actually may be a dangerous gas. So, for example, I mean, in, in coal mining and places where hydrogen is being produced, you know, leaks around industry and stuff like that. So so once again, very important technology, you know, it's a, it's a biological molecule and should be very cheap, but most importantly, extremely sensitive.
0: The other hydrogen-consuming catalysts can't process hydrogen at such small levels because of the presence of oxygen. Why does oxygen make it difficult and why is that, is it different with this Huck enzyme?
1: Yeah, so so this was the amazing finding that we're able to find these hydrogenases in bacteria that actually lived in the presence of oxygen because normally what would happen is oxygen would destroy the catalytic side of these enzymes. So, so this enzyme has evolved to have these extremely narrow channels where only hydrogen can diffuse to the active site to be oxidized at the exclusion of oxygen. So, you know, once again, nature solved the problem of using hydrogen as an energy source in the presence of oxygen. So, you know, once again, the, the structure provides us the molecular blueprint of how we might design these types of um, systems going forward.
0: It's absolutely fascinating research, and I do appreciate your time explaining it to me. Thank you so much, Professor Greg Cook. He's a microbiologist from the University of Otago.
1: You're very welcome. Thanks very much. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.